Okay, <clears throat> guys, welcome back to Man's Jitsu Podcast. In this episode, I'm once again joined by the sexy bastard that is Robert Deagle. We spent a good 20 minutes in this one talking about, like, the Mandalorian and other Star Wars shit. That's it. That's really the whole point of this podcast. We just wanted to talk about Star Wars. We did it on about 10 minutes of notice. I was like, yeah, let's... Do you want to... He's like, dude, we should get another episode in. I'm like, do you want to do it now? Because, you know, I have nothing but free time since... Yeah, I'm very non-productive. <laughs> but guys, in all seriousness, if you want to check out Aziz instructionals like Leg Locks MMA, in MMA, sorry, they'll all be in the description below. And you know, we're going to talk also about his, him trying to get Italian citizenship and him also getting into Singapore, just there, so he can teach at Evolve MMA. So stay tuned if you want to hear more stuff about that. Adios. All that's ever graced the blue basement now that's debatable lots of people give me shit saying it's not him but shut the fuck up it is robert deagle once again what is up rob hey what's up that's that's a first i've never gotten that before but i'll, I'll take it <laughs> well like uh i called you a sexual tyrannosaur last time that's not much of a stretch yes. from there that's pretty there uh you go. pretty uh makes, makes it's, sense. In same, it's in the same ballpark <laughs> right yes it's definitely so, so guys, I had Rob on the episode, on the podcast about about uh, what was it? It was forty six episodes, twenty six episodes ago. Fuck me, I'm I'm jumping a lot of numbers. It's all a numbers <laughs> game. <laughs> nah, so Rob, how, what have you been up to in the past twenty six episodes worth of time? Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was back in New York and I was um, working on instructionals. I was training. I was improving. Uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, now I am in Singapore. I'm in quarantine. And uh, yeah, that's just about it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. So, man, the whole, the whole rigmarole of wanting to go to another country, it fucking sucks. Like, especially for like, mm-hmm. I heard about UFC fighters, even they have to quarantine before they fuck off. They have to fucking, once they arrive to quarantine, and then if, even if they win or lose, they still have to quarantine. So imagine losing like a, a fucking. A fight, say yeah. it's like a, t- a title shot or something, and then you're just sat there stewing for two weeks, just remembering how right. much you, fuck, you fucked up. That, that, that's not it's, good. Yeah, that happened to uh, Dan Hooker in um, Abu Dhabi. He lost, and now he's not he's not able to get back to New Zealand until I think like mid March. He's still in Abu Dhabi, which is brutal. You know, like, well, that's awful. There's worse places to be stranded. You know, at least right. <laughs> if he gets another, at least if he gets another fight, he's still in Abu Dhabi and he could just fuck around. He's like, oh yeah, it's all yeah. good. Uh, I, I I think he's I think he's headed back to New Zealand. Um, I I only know about this because I read about it when it happened because I was like, damn, that blows. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, man, and meanwhile, uh, there's this whole rigmarole in Ireland saying uh, we're not allowed to leave the country for to go abroad or anything. But our one mm. of our leaders, fucking Michal Martin, is gonna say, "Oh yeah, if I get invited to, by the president of the of America to go to New York for a fucking uh, Paddy's Day celebration, I'll go." Yeah. Like, you fucking hypocrite! Screw you! <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't want to get into huge attention about it, but I, I don't like that shit. So, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> before I forget, guys, his new instructionals will of course be linked in the description. His was your newest one, the leg locks in MMA. Yeah, that that's the newest one. I was actually, unfortunately, I was working on one, which I didn't have time to finish before I had to fly out to Singapore. So um, some things were out of my hand. I plan on finishing it someday. It's half done. So <laughs> I'm not going to put out a half done instructional. 
but it I will be finished eventually. Even if it's yeah. 51%, 51%, that's still most of the work done. 51%? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not it's not done done. I, I'm not going to put out a half-finished product. Oh, no, no, you no, know, no. I'm, I'm, so not I'm, saying, I'm not saying put that out, but at least you know in your, yeah. your minds that it's mostly done. Because even, you know, the psychological trick of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like I said, I'll get it done at some point. I'm not sure when, but it, it'll get done. I'm probably going to use some of it for, like, free YouTube content in the meantime. I, I might as well. There's no harm in that. So, mm. yeah. I might put up a decent amount of it up. To be honest, yeah. If you don't, if you wouldn't mind spoiling us, give us a little, uh, a, a little hint about what this one's about. You don't have uh, to go sure, yeah. the full barrel. Just give, give us a little. Yeah, hint. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind at all. So you can think of it as, in a sense, like a part two to my leg lock defense instructional. Um, the topic is basically the interplay between defense and offense in the double seated leg lock game. What is that? That's when you're both seated. Okay, it sounds. Um, you know, it sounds obvious, right? But so you're both seated, and that's really when the leg lock game is. I think it's most complicated. It's when you, he's trying to leg lock you, and you're trying to leg lock him. At a very high level of leg locking, the reality of it is, is there's always a very deep interplay between defense and offense. I don't care how good your offense is, if your defense isn't good, you will not get good people because a big part of getting good people is using certain positions which have mechanical advantages, but they offer the guy counters, right? So, for instance, specifically outside positioning-based guards. Uh, not guards, sorry. Ashigurami variations. I guess you could call that a guard, but it's sort of sort of semantic. Um, like, so you got to take risks, basically. If you want to get really good people, there's a sense in which if you want to get them, you got to take risks. So the, the, the instructional is about how do you navigate the game of the exchange of defense and offense in the leg lock game. And I I try to cover a, a lot. I tried to go as deep as possible on as many different variations on that battle that can take place. And I talk about a lot of very obscure situations, which um, I say obscure, I shouldn't really say that. They're, they're more like niche situations, which where, where um, they only really happen when you're talking about pretty high level guys, but they do happen, you know, like for instance, one that I find very interesting, which nobody really talks about is the double far hip Ashigurami. That's where you both have Ashigurami's, both have specifically far hip Ashigurami's. And this occurs more frequently than you might think, you know, um, a good example, if anyone's curious, like what that position is, you can go look up the, the MMA fight, Marching Held versus Musa Kamanaev. You can go on Marching Held's Wikipedia, if you don't know how to spell it his opponent's name. If you Google that, it should come up on a Russian website. <laughs> yeah, it's on a Russian website right now. Uh, and it's free to watch. So watch that and watch the finishing sequence and watch how they're in a double far hip. They both have far hip ashis. You know, it's, it's a, it's a per very precarious, very complicated situation. And I tried to analyze that and that comes up more often than you think, actually, when you're dealing with, when you're dealing with guys that are at a high level and or when you're dealing with people that are psychopaths and are unwilling to tap. <laughs> so people are just willing to eat breaks. You see these positions come up. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's a topic. And eventually, you know, <laughs> you know what, I, you know what I'd really like to see? Oh, sorry. Just fucking sore throats no at me. But like, um, Craig Jones put up this joke, uh, instructional video. It's just a trailer saying, Oh, how to sell advantages, how to play the boundary, how to get your opponent DQ'd for reaping and shit, yeah. or how to pass a drug test or whatever. And like, uh, one of the ones I really want to see is how to, uh, what's it, fake tap. 
That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones. Because whenever uh, I'm jokingly talking, not to generalize or anything, but whenever I'm jokingly talking about fake tapping, I'm like, not to be Brazilian about this, but see, this is how you oh, fake tap. No. <laughs> I, I say that. People get so pissy not to be Brazilian about yeah. it. <laughs> right. No, no, no comment. I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> uh, catch 22 there. But man, how? just one thing I'm worried about. Uh, so not worried, wondering about. You know you the one um that dropped before the leg lock instructional the the arm saddle instructional how do you find the feedback yeah. on that one because that's the arm saddle is looking fucking really cool yeah good good I mean it, so basically what that was was it was a it's a nogi joint lock instructional it I try to talk about joint joint locks in nogi generally speaking uh it's not just about the arm saddle I mean the arm saddle is a big part of the arm lock section of the instructional I go over arm locks and leg locks and what I attempted to do was I attempted to have a conversation about joint locks not as independent things outside of the wider positional strategy of jiu-jitsu but rather as cohesive features of the the wider positional strategy of jiu-jitsu at, at the highest level jiu-jitsu is fundamentally about that system uh, of taking your opponent to, down to his hips, getting past his legs, and taking his back. That is the ultimate system of jujitsu. That's really everything at a high level is about that. And what happens is as you are pursuing that, you can use joint locks as part of that. So, and uh, the, the instructional covers that. And in my opinion, the arm saddle is one of the best ways in nogi to use arm locks as part of that wider positional system. Now, you can use it in the gi, but it's it's very good in in no gi because like a lot of the stuff that's pretty effective in the gi is really hard to do in no gi. Like things you see, they just don't work because you don't have the they don't work at the highest levels because you don't have the friction of the gi. And so the arm saddle was my attempt to, um, you know, it's a position that I didn't create the position. I just saw people using it and I didn't. <coughs> there was no name for the position and there was no system. It was just scattered moves. You know, I'd see guys do stuff and be like, okay, like no one has pieced together a system here. And and, and what was even worse is no one had given it a fucking name. We got to name this position. It's a valuable <laughs> position. Yeah. It's just something you saw people do and it just sort of seemed like vague and ambiguous. So I wanted to sort of take the whole thing and unify it into a system and and um i think i i, I think i did so <laughs> yeah. but it's more than just yeah it's more than just the arm saddle it's it's about joint locks generally speaking on like a very like on a tactical level um like what is the purpose of joint locks yeah or what are the purpose of joint locks <laughs> now dude it makes sense that you'd want to give a position a name because like you know say mm-hmm. you're you're cornering guy in competition you're gonna say oh assume that weird arm bar looking position from the belly down <laughs> configuration like no go to arm saddle it's right there <laughs> and attack yes. from there instead of just saying a bunch of gobbledygook and confusing the fuck out mm-hmm. of him you know that's that's one way, example why uh, you need to name someone yeah. yeah, by the way, so I now also refer to the arm saddle with my students because of you. I also refer to it as the jumble juji. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's that's my crowning achievement in life. Not that even that I'm a, that I'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Not even that I'm a, that I have a decent podcast, or not even that I'm really fucking handsome. It's that he that uh, he named the posi- he jokingly refers to a position because of a joke I made. That is. Yeah, <laughs> that hits me there. Like, so, <laughs> let's just explain to anyone uh, 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 listening. So, if on our first podcast, if you haven't seen it, 
Yeah, Humanzi referred to the position as the jumble. He's like, another name could be jumble Juji. And I thought it was, I, first of all, it's it's funny. And second of all, the alliteration makes it easy to remember. It's a double J's. So, like, the the arm saddle is already a joke name. It's already a joke name. So, like, calling it jumble Juji to me is like, it's not, you know, um, I was calling it, like, side Juji Gatami. That's like, the more technical name. But I, like, I prefer jumble Juji. That's that's mm. better. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of uh, growing on cross Juji or something. I know, I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't, it's, a, it's not like a cross Juji. But just to keep the consistency with the ashy, cross ashy, Juji, cross Juji. Mm. I know. Or even yeah. Blunt, or even if that just sparked an idea in your head of, oh, I can make a cross Juji or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, cross Juji actually makes total sense because the reason it's called the arm saddle, the joke of the name is that I think that the arm saddle is mechanically, or rather I should say not mechanically, more like tactically similar to the cross Ashi or the leg saddle, right? People call the cross Ashi the saddle position. The, the similarities there are that, look, the reality, the reality of it is you will rarely submit a very good person in the cross ashi. You will rarely submit a very good person in the arm saddle. But the value of both of these positions is that it allows you to bind up your opponent's either his legs or his arms through the threat of submission. And then it allows you to make awesome positional advancements. So the cross ashi or the leg saddle, for instance, is super powerful for positional advancements. If you go back and you rewatch uh, Gordon Ryan versus Yuri Samosh at Kasai, Gordon uses it beautifully. He's passing, he backsteps into cross ashi, and then he uses the threat of the leg lock to take the back. It's a, it's a very powerful position for positional advancements. Now, the arm saddle, similarly, man, it's kind of hard to finish people there. I mean, it happens, I've seen it, even at a very high level. Um, uh, for instance, Hoffa very famously, I don't know if he finished him there, but he got that he got the arm extended in a in a jumble juji, in a cross juji, in an arm saddle. And from there, uh, there's other it, it, it's really good to make positional dancing. So a famous example is <laughs> Nikki Ryan versus Phil Harris. Nikki Ryan used it to invert to get a front triangle. I show that on my instructional. I break down like that specific attack and I talk about like why you would want to do that at that given moment. Then you also have there's back takes, there's front triangle entries, there's fucking Tarico Plata entries. There are very good Tarico Plata entries. Yeah, oh, I, I use it a lot to get. Tarico don't even Plata's. don't even come at me with the Tarico Plata, man. That shit is fucking <laughs> brutal. Because man, my shoulders are really really flexible because of how many times I've been fucking kimoraed or omoplatted that I virtually they virtually <laughs> okay. just don't work on me anymore. The omoplata and kimura, I'm like whatever, I don't care. Yeah. But Tarika Plata is the one shoulder lock that'll get me. I'm like for fuck's sake, oh, maybe yeah. my shoulders aren't invulnerable. I'm like that it fucking pissed me off. So don't even mention the keyword around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I won't then. <laughs> oh, Rob. One of the new questions I added there, I only uh, this this uh, this question has only been in three podcasts, including this one. So three. Oh. This is the third time I'm asking the guest this question. Ooh, I'm honored. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say you made a guard, not not just like a, a transitionary position or one of those positions. Say a guard. It does, doesn't matter what the configuration is. What would you name it? What would the great Robert Eagle name a hypothetical guard he makes? Oh, I, I don't know. I'd have to see the guard. <laughs> I have to see what it looks like. Because, like, so I, I give names to positions all the time that I don't have names for. So for, that, 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 that don't already have names. So, for instance, the reverse Shin on Shin is probably my overall favorite guard. And I nobody had a name for it before. Um, there's a name for it from the perspective of the guy passing. 
So it's called a shin trap. So Hoffa Mendes calls it a shin trap. But from the perspective of the guard player, I actually think it's a good position to play from the position of the guard player. So I call it a reverse shin on shin. Similarly, I have a position. I'm not going to talk about what this position is yet because I'm I'm still developing it. But this is the name. This is this is the real name. It's called the single leg X shin on shin, and it's it's a it's an intentionally confusing name <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> I was like, but I'm confused. This is it. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? That sounds like an oxymoron. Right. <laughs> yes. So it's like, <laughs> if, when I start like putting content out on this guard, people are gonna be like, oh, okay, all right, I, oh, okay. I, I get why he's calling it that, but it is a confusing name. I, <laughs> I think like, it's like because I hate the name Single Leg X. I hate the name Single Leg X. It's not oh, an X. Why? <laughs> Because there's no X. X guard is makes sense because you're doing an X with your legs. There's no X in it, a single leg X. It's like a you're, there's no X in the in the guard. Uh, so it's like to me, it's a stupid name. So uh, I think I think I it makes like, perfect well, sense because it's the same configuration but just locked up on the one leg and then say to push the leg down. It's an X, it's reg, regular X. It's totally different. What are you talking it, about? It kind of looks the same. A... So you, you have your. <laughs> I can, I should explain it, but like the fuck, it makes perfect sense to me why it's X guard, single leg X, or regular X, reverse uh, X, or dipshit right. X. Dipshit X, that's good. I like I like that one. I'll call it that from now on, actually. All right, we're going to the dipshit X guard, guys. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, oh, like... man, uh, <laughs> there's this, uh, man, I have this pass to get out of the X guard. It only works on one person. And my friend Dylan, my friend Dylan has some really, really weird lanky legs. And, you know, he plays X guard on me sometimes. And I do this fucking pass. I don't know what I do. I just set my leg out like a little windshield wiper motion. I just get out. It doesn't work on anyone else but him. I call it the Dylan pass and he fucking hates it oh i just hit the dylan pass that's two points <laughs> dylan, dylan should figure out how to stop that if he's the only one that's working on that's not good <laughs> go on dylan you gotta figure that out uh but here's a, here's another one like sort of um if i had a guard i'd either call it retard guard dipshit guard or if you want if, if you're like a 10 planet dude dipshit control if it's one of those things because stoner control that's, that's good that's dip, good dipshit dip, dip, control Dipshit control. Because this is only working on a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll You're sell gonna you get I'll, I'll sell you that idea for uh, one dollar. You can have dipshit dip, you can have dipshit control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I I don't want to buy that to be honest. <laughs> Thanks for uh, your offer. I appreciate it. Oh man. One of these days I'll have a dipshit control and people will wish they jumped on the name because then I'd I'd be struggling to come up with a new name for this fucking guard. Because it'll look ridiculous, let's be real. Uh, let me know when that day comes i'll <laughs> i'll mm. congratulate you on it mm. or here's a good way to come up with a name for a guard i think you'll really appreciate this okay just throw mm. on a random episode of the angry video game nerd go to random timestamp and he'll say something <laughs> fucking crazy i just call it like a cow fucking cock suckling corn shuckling guard or something like that <laughs> okay there you go it might be a little difficult to to say to your students out loud at tournaments, but it would be funny. <laughs> or how about Kawabunga guard? Since he has the fucking, uh, he's always doing that the Ninja Turtle ones. Yeah, that's, that's short enough. That yeah. Mm. Oh, while we're talking about the angry video game nerd, guys, the reason me and Rob first started getting to talking is because I made a meme about him that sort of involved <laughs> the angry video game nerd. I'd still bunch of, I had to try and find the clip. I'm like, for fuck's sake, where is the one where he's saying? Oh, play this game. It's a picture of Rob's instructional saying, Oh, play this game and make you a sexual tyrannosaur like me. <laughs> and of course, I it's the Predator that. episode, but I, I couldn't remember. Oh, but man, uh, what, okay. Uh, man, one thing I know, one t the best thing, 
that you and me have in common. It's not even that we both like love jujitsu or that we're both shitheads. It's that we both love the angry video game nerd. Like guys, yes. you have no <laughs> fucking clue. It's fucking. I'd I'd watch the six hour videos of each season or watch whatever. Yeah, dude, I fall asleep. Those are shit. great. They're so good. The compilation yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love those. I watch those all the time. Like I've seen every episode of the Angry Video Game Nerd, and like I like his content in general. I love retail reviews. Have you ever watched retail reviews with his friends? Hmm. Uh, see, I don't really like his friends that much. I can appreciate uh. it sometimes. It dep- <laughs> depends on the yeah. movie. Like I watched this one. Mm-hmm. Like, this got me into this movie. It was a movie called Duel. It's pretty much a sh- Jaws but with a, a truck. A guy's being chased by a truck the whole movie. Because like I know he cut in front of him in traffic, and your man's trying to run him off the road. And shit, like. What the right. fuck is wrong with you, dude? What the fuck? You know, but I, yeah. I watched that review and that was pretty good. But, man, favorite mm-hmm. AVGN episode. We got we to gotta settle this debate. Oh, man, there's too many. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's really tough. Um, there's like thousands at this point, right? Like almost, probably. Um, there's, a, there's a couple hundred. Yeah, there's a fucking lot. I have no idea. Off the top of my head, I couldn't, I couldn't give an answer to that. I don't know. I like the... Yeah. the one that he did recently, which I really liked, was the one with the weird Japanese. Re- remember the guy that was like, he's like a mascot for like, he's like a Pepsi character in oh, Japan. Oh, Pepsi Man, Pepsi Man. Yes, that one's good. Oh, that one is very bizarre. <laughs> that's that's a great one, man. I love all yeah. the Pepsi Man. Like I'd watch Completionist, Kid Icarus. Like I'm big into watching game reviews because, uh, spoiler alert guys, I don't know if you remember this. Way back when, when Humanzi was a, a stupid teenager, <clears throat> I'm, now, now I'm a stupid adult <laughs> and see I used to have a video game review channel and it was fucking garbage I don't have any of the videos anymore I wish I did because they're fucking they're, they're so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then one of the one of the games I reviewed was uh, Dragon Ball GT Final Bouts this fucking mm-hmm. clunky shit fighting game on the PS1 where all the inputs are delayed and you press the button <laughs> yeah. and, two, two, and then you know Rob if you're playing a fighting game, you need immediate action with the buttons. You don't need a delay. Right, for... right, yeah. And then every other the CPU is just going ham on you, where you can't even hit press one button. Like, I want to see, I want to see that game. I want to see that game turned into a professional fighting game, and I want to see what the meta is. Like, what meta emerges in a game with that? <laughs> Man, it, it's, that just like the, it's just like it's just like the meta in Shrek Super Slam. Did you ever hear this story? <laughs> Shrek Super Slam has a fucking competitive fighting game ring. And man. Really? Fucking, you, do you know what character is OP in the, in the Shrek fighting game? Guess. Wait, let me guess. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Because I used to play that as a kid, by the way. Is it yes. the gingerbread man? No. No. Is it Pinocchio? No, it is not. Is it the big bad wolf? No. <laughs> okay, I have no idea. It's know. Little Red Riding Hood, and she is OP. Really? She is she is banned at tournaments. The game only has really? three characters, <laughs> and that one fucking Little Red Riding Hood is banned in competitive play. I'm really? Like, Are you serious? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I used to just. I used to just pick the gingerbread man, and I would run to each side of the map, and I would just shoot the. He had like candy. Uh, what are those? The Christmas things. I remember what they're called. Candy canes. You shoot yeah. candy canes. Just do that, and then hop over the guy, run to the other side, just do that over and over again. And like that's how I beat the game as a kid. But the input lag is atrocious in that game. You're right. Yeah, it's oh, like man. takes forever. Oh man, one one last thing. Uh, okay. There there was a fucking perfect. There was like this one tournament on this guy. He was undefeated in the Shrek Super Slam scene, 
And uh, this is before they banned literally right now. This guy who had never played the game rolls up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'll play this guy. Plays literally right now. Beats him like fucking five times in a row. I'm like, just that's why they're that's why she's banned. <laughs> and then this guy's like, yeah, I'm gonna retire from Shrek Super Slam undefeated after beating this really good guy. So yeah, don't even at me. <laughs> he just he's okay. just fucking rev- reveling in the fact that he's uh, beating people. <laughs> Man, nice. that's fucking that's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, Rob, see another question I added there since uh, your last mm. because I, tr- I I got rid of a lot of the the shit questions and I kept added some new ones. One of the good okay. ones here, I think you'll really like this. Is there anything in the grappling community or jiu-jitsu community specifically that you don't like and you wish you, you could change if you could? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to comment on that. I don't want to get political whatsoever. I mean, there's things, yeah, for sure, but I don't I don't want to comment on that. I don't want to piss anyone off. Sorry, man. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Now, see, one of the things I don't like, I, I was going to say this on the last podcast, but I forgot. I see, I'm in a bunch of groups like BJJ Fanatics, fucking Jiu-Jitsu, whole bunch of groups. And I, this question gets asked a bunch, and I'm I'm befuddled each and every time it comes up. You have people who are on who are trained. Say they only train Nogi, right? And they're purple belts yeah. and like no Nogi or something. Like, oh, I moved to this new gym where I'm gonna train the gi. Do I have to wear a white belt? I'm like, no. Are you a white belt? Oh. No. But they even yeah. ask. It's pretty. That's dumb. Yeah, no, I agree. That's dumb. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. You got the belt. You got the belt. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, I agree. Like, guess what? You're just a purple belt that sucks a key. Same way if you only done key, you're a purple belt that sucks a no key. Fucking hell. <laughs> or even well, maybe if you're... you just suck at everything. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you're so confused and you don't want to wear a white belt, you don't want to wear a purple belt, wear a blue belt with four stripes in it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I get heated with that because it's so stupid. Almost... It is stupid. I agree. Yes, it's, it's almost as stupid as the indignant fucking hate that the prequels get. Because man, I know you're on, you're right there with me. That people people shit yeah. on the prequels for no reason. Yeah, no, I love those movies. I I was just on a podcast yesterday where I defended them. Actually, <laughs> I was talking about why they're there. I think they're better than people give them credit for. I mean, I I genuinely enjoy them, and like, I think the they're my favorite trilogy to be honest of all the Star Wars trilogies, and I consider myself like pretty hardcore star wars fan you know like i think my credentials are are up there with anyone's <laughs> yeah you're gonna set up a, a star wars theory channel to put all these other punks to shames because you know what's what oh no <laughs> no nah, i don't have the time for that <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I i hate those channels for the most part they're so lame it's like these guys talking about it's like they're like entertaining sometimes, but like the guys that one of the worst things about Star Wars, the fan community is like everybody constantly complains. And it's like the way I see it is like Star Wars is it's fun. I really like it. But guys, it's not that serious. Like people complain about like stuff where it's like, guys, I don't like the sequels. I'm not a big sequel fan. But at the end of the day, they're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like if everybody in the fandom, I don't know how deep you are. And everybody talks about. Oh, the Disney's gonna retcon it. Oh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are gonna retcon it. No, they're not, guys. It's not gonna happen. Stop. It's there's not gonna no retcon. way like, in d- hell they're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no way. It, it would be cool, but it's like if it happens, I would love to eat shit and be like, "Oh, I was wrong." I would love that, 
but it's not gonna happen. Let's come on. Disney's yeah. put billions of dollars into the sequels. They're not gonna they're not gonna can it. There's no fucking Plus, way. Rob, and their ego we, wouldn't let them. We, yeah, we all know what happens when you make a mistake. You never ever admit it. You just double down. I hope people forget about it. When you make a mistake, you just never fucking mention it. You don't go say, Oh yeah, I made a mistake, That's... I'll go fix it. No one fucking does that. Everyone is so egotistical these days. There's, and especially right. one the a mega corporation like them, they're never gonna admit that they fucked up. When why would they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're not gonna. So that's just you know, you just gotta take what you like and ignore what you don't. That's that's uh, that's Star Wars. They should put that on the new whatever the new movie is. Take what you like and ignore what you don't. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like Burger King. Have it your way. There you if, go. If you don't want exactly. if you don't want, yes. if you don't want pickles in your burger, don't ask for them. <laughs> yeah. Or just take. Don't just ignore. I guess what I'm saying is ignore the pickles, which is maybe not that good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, uh, but. We can all agree everyone can come together in a collective sort of belonging that the Mandalorian is one of the best things to come out of yes. Star Wars in donkey years. Man, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's so good. Man, yeah. I, I, w- I would make a whole fucking podcast dedicated to reviewing each and every episode of the Mandalorian if I had the fucking time and patience and energy. Yeah. I would. It's awesome. It, yeah, no one, I don't think anyone dislikes it. It's so much fun. Um, I love pretty much everything about it. 10 out of 10 quality star wars content good stuff hundred percent and man fucking yeah. <clears throat> what's your, what's your, what do you think is their your best thing that they introduced in the mandalorian because man they did so many things well that everyone just yeah. thought they weren't going to get and then they just delivered on every front in my opinion okay in my opinion my favorite episode of the mandalorian is the um the tragedy which is the season two episode where boba fett makes his big return and for me the best part of the episode was the very end where Boba, he takes out his the chain code, which is like the basically his um his family tree. And he, he reveals, guess what? Django was a foundling. So guess what? Django was actually a Mandalorian. If you remember, fucking in the Clone Wars TV show, they Django was made not Mandalorian anymore. He just wore the armor. To me, that's so stupid. I hated that. I thought yeah, it was really that, That's dumb. ridiculous. Yeah, really dumb. So they ma- they made Django a Mandalorian again. So if Django's a Mandalorian, in my opinion, Boba's a Mandalorian. Now, it, they kind of fucked it up because a few episodes later, when uh, when Din and Boba encounter Sabine Wren and her whoever her the trooper her the Mandalorian trooper that's there with her, they go. Um, Sabine Wren is like she says to Boba. She says. You're not even a – or her trooper or whatever. One of them says, you're not even a Mandalorian. And he says, I never said I was. And it's like, no, why did you do that? You just – like, why did you do that? So stupid. So I to, now it's ambiguous. Is Boba a Mandalorian? In my opinion, he should be considered a Mandalorian. Why? If, if your father is – like, look. like Just look at it this way. If your father is – let's say your father is Irish. And you immigrate, and he immigrates to the United States, and he has a child, and you're, you're his child. Are you are you Irish? Yes, you still are. In a different sense, you're Irish. You're not Irish in the same way. So, for instance, like I have Irish American friends. They're different. They're Irish in a different way than you're Irish, right? It's a different thing. Like I am Italian American. I'm not Italian, though. I I will be soon, and maybe we could talk about that <laughs> later on. But like, uh, like so, it's it's it's. So in that sense, I think Boba is still a Mandalorian. There's an argument to be made that he is still a Mandalorian, just in a different sense, right? So it's, it's interesting, actually, on the show, and I hope that they talk about this in season three. I think it's a really interesting topic. Din Jaren, Boba Fett, 
and Sabine Wren are all Mandalorians in a very different sense. Din is a foundling. The, the Mandalorians are not a species, per se. They're a culture, right? <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to sound no, funny. So. But being, yeah, being a Mandalorian is kind of like being a New Yorker. Anyone can become a New Yorker, right? This is one of the things I think is funny about New York, right? Anyone in the world can become a New Yorker. Now, if I move to, let's say, Tokyo, I will never be Japanese, no matter what, no matter how long I'm there, right? But if you move to New York and you're there for like two three, six months, whatever, at some point, it's kind of like it's vague, but at some point, in my opinion, you're a New Yorker. Everyone can become a New Yorker. It's just about living in New York. It's like, that's it, you know? Um, that's how I would define a New Yorker. Mm. You don't have to grow up there. Um, now, how do you think, like, what, where does sort of, just sorry, a quick aside, what would you say are sort yeah. of criteria, what criterion you have to meet to become a New Yorker? Do you have to jaywalk? <laughs> do you have to know where Broadway is? And without the, the, the answer being, uh, practice, I don't know where the Pokemon Center is. <laughs> like, you know, just at a quick fucking, or know where Marcelo's is, or wherever is, just by mental thought alone, without even looking um, it up. It's, I don't think there's, I mean, there's, it's it's a kind of an interesting question, because there's no, like, single cutoff point where you can say, okay, you're a New Yorker now. But I think the single biggest thing is, like, maybe the jaywalking, that's actually a good point. Like, if you, <laughs> if you jaywalk, are you, are you, <laughs> that's kind of like a telltale New Yorker thing. Like, uh, jaywalking, um, <laughs> Complaining about irrelevant things. Um, Saying I'm walking uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I've never actually heard somebody say that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, I guess, I, to be honest, I would say the single biggest thing is probably, like, just sort of your general... It's kind of like the way you, you, you... Like, if you, in my opinion, if you are living in New York and it feels like that's where you belong like your home to me that makes you a new yorker and it sounds i mean it's kind of vague but like you know there's new york is a city with immigrants from all over the world you know and so it's kind of hard to say like is this a, a definitive new york trait i mean I, I think like the most definitively new york thing is just like ambition i think like that's kind of like generally that sort of like carries across i think most new yorkers i think it's a very new york trait to be like ambitious and i would say the second thing is like needless rudeness <laughs> <laughs> those two things yeah those are like the two probably biggest things like um and so once you once you're ambitious and you're needlessly rude congratulations you're a new yorker I man I, I don't think uh, i, I no. cut it as new yorker like i'm like we're we're just fucking we're really polite in ireland like we we say sorry yeah. every few fucking seconds even if we've done nothing wrong Whenever it's like, right. like I'll say you have to like squeeze past someone to get through like his fucking a door or something like, oh sorry, you know. But man, yeah. whenever someone says sorry to me for no reason, I just look at them deadpan in the eye. I'm like, not as sorry as they're gonna be, and I, I just freak them the fuck. I just freak them the fuck out, and they're like, Jesus fuck, okay. am I gonna, am I gonna see a, see a serial killer or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would probably think that too. No, like. I, I mean, it's, I'm joking around. Like, you know, I, 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 my, my, my point is just that, like, it's a, it's more of like, a, like it's an, it's an interesting thing because it's an identity that I think virtually anyone can adopt. Similarly, I think that the, being a Mandalorian is, is a similar thing, right? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's my favorite. That was my favorite part of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, man, they're, they're fucking saying, they're, they're just pulling shit out of their ass, saying, oh, he isn't, he is, he isn't, he is. Now, if they want to make the case, because they do have, fucking what's-her-face has an argument for saying she has, I think it's a shit argument, but it's an argument nonetheless. It's better than just saying, 
oh, you're not. If she wants to make the case that, oh, you're a clone of Django, you're a clone of a Mandalorian, you're not a real one. If you want to make that right. argument, that's a better argument. It's not a. Gr- I don't. I don't agree with it, but I think that's a better argument to make than just saying, "Meh, fuck you. I don't like the look well, of you. You're not well, a Mandalorian." Pe- yes, but what people forget is that Sabine Wren is. She's essentially an ethno nationalist. Like, she's like a white supremacist. She's like a Mandalorian supremacist. So, of course, she doesn't think that Boba is a Mandalorian, right? She was part of a terrorist group when she was a teenager. People forget that. They're like, her her opinion on who is, is and is not a Mandalorian doesn't make someone a Mandalorian. That's like, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, like a, like a racist white nationalist in the U.S. telling mm-hmm. some immigrant that, you know, like, they're not, you're not American, right? And it, fuck off. Like, 100%. Like, if uh, you're, yeah, it's, it's like, States, like... Sorry. It's like a bunch of white supremacists okay. saying, oh, they're white, but these guys aren't white. A bloody, bloody blue. Right. Oh, fucking, it's just stupidity and shit. Fuck it. Who cares? Right, right. My, my, my point is, is like, you know, like, racists and ethno supremacists don't get to decide who is and is not, like, belonging to a certain group. And, and in that, in the universe of Star Wars, Sabine Wren is essentially an ethno nationalist. You know what I mean? Like, she's. Like, she's a terror. She was part of an ethno-nationalist terrorist group as a teenager. Yeah, right? no so, one brings like, that up. No one brings it up. But she's, a well, <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> I'm a man. She's crazy. Yeah, she's crazy. A man. Fucking. Yeah. Where the fuck is like? You know what I'd like, really like to see? What thing they really should expand on? The fucking mm-hmm. when the dark sabers forged, like pre Vizsla and Tar Vizsla and shit. With all the shit back in the day. Yeah. I love to see that. Even if it's just a fucking two second flashback, and then. He goes like, oh, yeah, guys, that's how the Darksaber was made. Okay, by the way, so what I was saying, what happened to the Darksaber at the end? I forgot. What happened to the Darksaber at the end of the season? I forgot. Din has it. Din has it. If you remember now, Sabine has it. Oh, wait, I'm an idiot. It's not Sabine Wren. I keep saying Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren is the Mandalorian from Rebels. I'm an idiot. Who's, fuck, what's her name? You know who I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. Yeah, it was the the ginger bitch. Bo-Katan. 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 Uh, I knew I'm something. I know it was something like because that that's like a yeah. a catchy name, in my opinion. But man, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mixed up. I, I mixed up the characters' names. My bad. Please don't. Talk, any I, Star Wars I, fans, don't don't crucify me. It's Bo Katan. My bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, but guys, here's the thing. Like uh, I thought for sure there was gonna be this whole rigmarole of remember when uh, your man fucking surrender to Mando and get him the fucking dark saber. It's like, oh, you have to kill each other if you want the dark saber. Now, I thought there was going to be a contrived fight scene of, oh my god, oh, I have to kill you for honor because I want this fucking heirloom and shit. Like, yeah. bitch, bitch, shut the fuck up and take it, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I think that's going to be next season, probably. I think that'll be a major plot point of season three, and I don't know. I mean, it's like, I'm kind of interested in it. Like, we'll see where it goes, but anyway, I think we'll be talking about Star Wars long enough. I think people are one yeah. has to move on. No, no. Sorry, just one, one last thing about Star Wars before I, before I shut mm. up about it for a while, because I never talk about Star Wars, to be fair. The post-credit with fucking uh, Boba and that weird bitch yes, going to fucking go, go into Jabba's old place, and you see the fucking wormy dude, and he's all fucking fat now. I'm like, man, that is so cool. <laughs> and now, fucking... Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but that's just reminding me of some fact. Sorry, I was just gonna say fun fact. I just I found this out recently. I think this is so funny. Ming Na Wen, the the actress who plays uh, Fennec Shand, Boba's like sidekick now. She's the yeah. voice of Mulan. Can you what? fucking believe that? Mulan, 
Mulan is yeah the voice of Mulan. Mulan is now Boba Fett's sidekick <laughs> in Disney canon. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. It's the same that the that the new Mulan movie is fucking shit and it flopped and it's garbage. It was funny, okay. You know? I don't Man, know. I don't really mind. I, I, it, it, it missed it. the it whole right. point of the fucking fucking the movie. You know, yeah. Like, fucking ridiculous man and then you know there's this whole fucking stupid shit about china fucking censoring it i don't get into that because then you know yeah. I'll, have, I'll have the chinese government knocking down my door <laughs> not, yeah, the shit well. on them. not the shit on anyone who's chinese I, I, yeah. but you know it's crazy you're not the shit on anyone who's chinese but you know fucking well then the whole fucking rigmarole about the expanded universe getting fucking sliced under so much shit they could have drawn upon you know yeah. I, 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 I swore I'd shut up on Star Wars, and I will. I'm sorry. I'm shutting up now. So, Rob, here's, okay, the, thing about, here's the thing about Star Wars video games. <laughs> okay, now for real, though. I do think I'm people sorry. are going to tune out if you keep talking nah, about Star worry. Wars. Don't worry. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, bro. Uh, so, man, how's the, like, you, we were talking about your uh, Italian-American uh, citizenship thing, and you were, oh, you, were showing, yeah. you, you were showing me this before the podcast. Like, God damn, he has a whole... Mm-hmm. Fucking ginormous <laughs> binder, like a trapper keeper. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So what's the deal with that? Um. Well, yeah. No, I'm. It, uh, I am uh, in the process right now. Of, oh. My headphones anyway. fell over. <laughs> uh, Sorry for that. It's all good. No worries. I'm in the process of getting dual Italian citizenship. Um, I'll show everybody the uh, documents. I have. I keep all my documents in a pretty organized binder. So, because I have legal documents that I need to show to the Italian government. Basically, the way it works is my. Um, so my great grandfather was an Italian citizen who immigrated to the United States, and through him, my grandfather was also an Italian citizen, and it passes down to me through through descent. It's a it's a, it's an Italian law, uh, and. Um, you know, it's, I have all the legal documents, and uh, <laughs> as you can see here, like a ton of papers in here, immigration papers, birth certificates, marriage certificates. you got to show a lot of documents to the Italian government, and I will have dual citizenship. Fortunately, um, the U.S. and Italy are two countries that allow dual citizenship. Some countries don't, but a lot mm. of countries do, and these are two that do. And um, yeah, I'm really looking. I'm really looking forward to like basically officially being Italian. Right now, I'm Italian American, right? But I'd like to be. I'm going to be American and Italian. I'll always be American first. I was born in New York. You know, I'm American. Um, but at the same time, you know my heritage is italian and you know i i want to learn the language i want to spend time there and i want to gain the citizenship you know for like a, a lot of different reasons but yeah so i'm looking forward to doing that i am planning on doing that hopefully within the next year i'll be an italian citizen but hopefully at least i should get it within the next two years at least you know everything yeah. i don't see i don't see why anything would go wrong because i have most people who start the process don't have all the documents i was very lucky that my great-grandfather he was a super organized guy. I guess that's where I got it from. And he, he kept all the documents. He kept everything. This guy kept fucking every single thing. He's crazy. His his records were so expansive, like so much shit he kept. Um, and so I went through it all and I found the relevant legal documents, which I needed. And the, the best one, the best one was his immigration paper. That was when I found that I was like, yes. This is it. Like that's the most important thing. That it was his immigration paper, and uh, the biggest thing was you have to show a line of descent that's uninterrupted. 
and I'm, I'm able to do that, fortunately. So, so yeah. Man, I, I say they're <laughs> fucking happy to be dealing with someone like you for a change. Because, like you said, they don't always have the documents. Like, people are scrounging. Like, oh, yeah, I have this, this, but not this. Like, okay, well, then uh, on your bike buster. <laughs> I say it for once. They're happy. Like, okay, do you have this? Yeah. Yes, do you have this? Do you have this, this, and that? Like, yes, yes, yes. Like, mm. oh, finally, someone who came fucking prepared to this fucking thing. <laughs> Well, I got lucky because my great grandfather kept them all. You know, I was, and, and then my mother, my mother kept them all after he passed. So, you know, I'm very, very, very lucky about that. So, you know, if he didn't do that, I don't think I'd be able to get the citizenship. It would be too logistically difficult. A lot of people are actually entitled to it legally, but they're unable to prove so because they can't find the documents. I just got really lucky that my great grandfather kept all the documents. And then my mother, she also kept all the documents. So I've got them. So. Yeah, it was an awesome day when I found those. My mom, my mom pulled out those papers, and we went through the documents, and it was just like it was like a really awesome day where I was like, "Yes, this is so fucking awesome! I've got all these documents, and um, I can do it." So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Big thanks to Rob's mom and his grand grandpa for saving all that shit. <laughs> Thanks to my mom and great grandpa. Yeah, yeah, man. Send him this clip. Oh, guys, you got shout out on this podcast that no one. Let, to... <laughs> well, my great grandpa's passed away, but I'll let my mom know. She'll appreciate that. Like, man, was she like, what's the what's the podcast? Like, I, I don't know. Can you do an impression of your mom? Like, oh, what's a podcast, Robbie, or something like that? I, I'm terrible. That old. I don't know. I don't think she knows what a, she might know what a podcast is. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but I will. I will let her know you gave her a shout out. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad it's not worth anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So, man. So, Rob, I've added a few new questions that are around the specifics. So, if you want to play another round of that, do you want to do ground the specifics, bro? Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot. Of course. Hundred thousand percent. I would shoot, but we can't own guns in this fucking country. So that being said, ah. <laughs> uh, Man, in your opinion, Rob, do you wear do you wear shorts over your spats, or just do you just wear spats like an animal? Uh, no, I think that's that's disgusting. I always wear shorts over my spats. <laughs> who who does that? What kind of savage trades without shorts on? <laughs> my friend Danny. <coughs> oh, sorry, man. my throat's okay. my throat's really sore. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> man. yeah. So no, no, I always wear fucking shorts. Fucking shorts. Yeah, that's. People. That's vile. No, I I always wear shorts. I would never trade without shorts on. I wear shorts and spats, and sometimes just shorts. Yeah. Oh man, and man, you know what I noticed? You always do this just to show off your sick forearms. Whenever you're wearing a long sleeve yes. shirt, it's always rolled up. I'm like, man, he's very proud of his forearms. <laughs> no, no, it's because it's because when I'm training, like you want the wrist. You want the wrist and forearm to make contact with the heel. If it's your rash guard, if the rash guard makes contact with the heel, there's a little – as they move the heel, there's a little bit of slippage as the fabric moves over your skin. So you don't want that. You want to make sure when you grip the heel, it's on your skin. There's skin-to-skin -skin contact, so there's less, like, movement. If there's – think about it. If there's fabric here, it can it, – there's movement as the fabric moves. As he moves his heel, it moves over the skin. So um, I try to make sure that it – um. I'm always ready to heel hook people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I wonder why you, I don't I like wonder, to have it covering. 
I wonder why you don't just always wear short sleeve ones or sleeveless or just go topless if it's available at the tournament. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like I've got a lot of long sleeve rash guards that I like, so I'll just wear them and I'll just sometimes I cut them. I used to cut them a lot, but I don't really cut them that much anymore. Yeah, now I just sort of fold them up. Yeah. Yeah, I used like, to cut all my rash guards. Oh man, you, you don't ruin a rash guard by cutting it, man. Oh no 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 no. That's a big no no. I, I do not like that. Shame on you. Shame on you, Rob. <laughs> Hold on one second. Somebody's calling me. I'm just going to text them that I'll talk to them later. Hold on one second. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Anyway, so we can continue. <clears throat> oh, cool, cool. Oh, man, what's, what's your favorite candy bar, man? Uh, Chocolate turtles. If anyone knows what that is, I love turtles. Was that in the office? Remember, what about the turtles? Michael Scott was screaming about what about the turtles one time when he's trying to get a gift basket back off someone. So it's funny. That is one of my favorite shows. I don't remember that. I, I, I've seen the whole show like a couple times, like three or four times. I watched the entire series, but I don't remember that joke. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love chocolate turtles. I think they're great. They got like little nuts in them, chocolate. It's the episode where they drive into the lake. Hmm. Okay, I'll go. I'll rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. Now, man, what are you binging lately on Netflix? By the way, like, uh, I, I was, I, I watched Parks and Rec through about two fucking times, yeah. man, because they finally, finally put it released it in Europe. Because, man, I'd have to use a VPN to watch it in the on the American Netflix. I'm like, for fuck's sake, I should have yeah. used VPN. So it, uh, my favorite thing to binge right now is actually on Disney Plus. It's a show called Dinosaurs. It's a Ooh. it's a sitcom. Have you ever heard of this? Oh yeah, was that was that with the fucking uh, the live action shit or and all the costumes and stuff? Oh yeah, dude. Yes, I, I know. the puppets. <laughs> How is it? James Rolfe. Good, good. James Rolfe did a view, video where he recommended it, and I had seen it as a kid, but I haven't rewatched it. And so James Rolfe said it's really good, and I was like, oh, I'll revisit it, you know. And I he's totally right. It holds up super super well. It's such a dumb sounding show, but it is so much fun. Actually, it's like. It's maybe the stupidest sounding show ever, but it's awesome. It's really, really fun, and it covers like actual like serious. You'd be surprised. It's a fucking puppet show with dinosaurs, but it covers like serious topics. And like I, I, I really enjoy it. I'm almost done with it, unfortunately. I'll probably rewatch it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very good. Um, oh man, one of the things I rewatched way too much was Community. I watched it through about five times, all six yeah. seasons. I watched it way too fucking much. It's such a great oh, show, no. though. But to be fair, on my first viewing, every single episode, there'd be one joke that would have me in fits of laughing. I'd be watching it at four in the morning. I, I'm trying to contain the laughter because otherwise I wake up and everyone live with it. I'm like, <laughs> up to there at four in the morning, just trying to conceal my... Nice. <laughs> and then, in the earlier seasons, every single episode had a really hot woman. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that woman is fucking gorgeous. Every episode had something good like that. Good combo for a show. Making you laugh every episode and... Good looking, good looking women every episode. There you go. That's, that's what you need. <laughs> hold on, hold uh, one second. Let me let me go. Let me go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Hundred percent, okay. bro. Give me one second. Uh, don't worry about it. Let's put a timestamp here real quick so I know to uh, cut I this part. I recommend out. a few a few things on Disney Plus because I don't have it. I go up okay. and uh, you know the brother has and I I mention of him occasionally. So just uh, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, dinosaur with fucking uh, from two thousand. That is really good. It looks picturesque. It looks like one of those fucking. Uh, Dinosaur documentaries where they fucking have decent CG yeah. and all the dinosaurs look real. It's like a really good fucking movie, in my opinion. And it's aged really yeah. well. Another one is, uh, I just want to get this out before I forget. Uh, I think Brother Bear has aged very well. It didn't get to the fucking mm. 
potentially it deserved and it had some good Phil Collins music. Lots of people shit on Phil Collins for some fucking reason. I have no idea why. People are jelly. And lastly, the best one, Tre- Treasure Planets. That is such a great fucking Yeah, that's movie. pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good, man. I rewatched it there. I'm like, fuck me. This is so good. I really wish this had a sequel. Fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. before he's famous and shit. Fucking, and man, it's just mm. Treasure Island in space. It's fucking good. Yeah. It's pretty decent. No, it's 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 underrated, I think. Um, I watched it not too long ago. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. It's not bad. 100%, bro. So, man, is there, what is, is there anything, like, uh, I know James recommended you the dinosaur thing. Is there anything that you've rewatched on Disney Plus that you watched when you were a kid and you're like, oh, man, this is shit. Well, how did I ever like this? <laughs> not really anything. I Not really. I've rewatched stuff and more so... I, okay, here's one sort of. I rewatched A Bug's Life recently, and like Flick is fucking annoying. Like Flick is just a fucking idiot. Like Flick fucks everything up for all the other characters. <laughs> it's like I don't know why I'm supposed to like this guy. Like he's constantly lying to other people and like creating problems. Like every situation in that movie is Flick's 100% Flick's fault. And you know it all works out in the end, and it turns out Flick actually helps everybody. So it's like that's good. But you know what? Like maybe if you didn't fuck everything up the whole time, we wouldn't have had to solve these problems. So, yeah, that it's still yeah. good. I mean, it's an entertaining kids movie, but it's like to me, that's like it was like one silly little thing that I thought. Oh man, it, it, it's Seven Samurai with bugs. It literally is. This guy goes to fight yes, a bunch of basically. warriors. <laughs> yeah. What's next? What's next? Yo, Jimbo with bugs. That's what you got to pitch it to Pixar. Send it to them. <laughs> Tell them Yo, to do it. that and give you. How about a sequel or a prequel to Bugs Life? I'll, this, I'll, be, I'll have sunglasses on, my feet on the table, and I'll just be saying, guys, yo, Jimbo with Bugs. Fucking do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't work for Pixar, but let them know. <laughs> How about that's, that's, or a Netflix pitch, because they'll fucking approve anything these days. Netflix Netflix is kind of going down the toilet sometimes, so to be fair, it's all anyone has to do now, because you know, there's nothing yeah. to do except to watch fucking Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I watch probably more Disney Plus, but yeah, Netflix still has. Once it lost The Office, my interest in Netflix went like. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys still have The Office in, yeah. in Netflix? Uh, yeah, you we do. Still have it. Ah, okay. I'm going to set my VPN to Ireland then. Okay. I have a VPN. I'll use that so I can watch your Netflix. <laughs> yeah, man. What, Beautiful. What, what, what VPN do you use? Not, not sponsored, guys. Just a curiosity. Um, ExpressVPN, I think. Well, guys, ExpressVPN is top-rated okay. VPN service in the, in the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's so many ad plugs for fucking v, ExpressVPN. I'm like, I'm fucking sick of it. Ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it because it was, it was cheap. It's not a lot. It was like 12 bucks a month. So, yeah, I, I got it because it's useful to have. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, Rob, before I forget, I have the. We're still in the round of specifics, I forgot. Right, uh, in your professional opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? I've tried. I've thought about it, but I'm a coward, so I've never pulled the trigger. <laughs> I'm joking. I've had the same beard, more or less, since I was like 16 years old. This thing has not changed that much. I'm not like. I'm not that big on like mixing it up, uh, but I've thought about it, you know? Um, yeah. I like the mustache that. Daniel Day Lewis has in um, "There Will Be Blood." I thought about trying that out, but I I never I've never shaved this part, so you know, it, it didn't come to that. Maybe someday, maybe someday I'll try it out. I'll mix it up. 
Oh man, yeah. if if I paid you a uh, hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> would you get the haircut from your man from No Country for All Men? Uh, if you pay me a hundred thousand dollars, I'll shave whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I would shave everything on my head, and my, I would go bald and beardless if you gave me if you gave me a hundred k. No, but beard and baldless is a uh, well, bald and beardless is a uh, is it's it's a saving grace compared to the haircut from No Country for All Men. If you ever seen that, Jesus Christ, that guy's no, fucked I up. Have in never that. seen it. No, no. <laughs> You'll know what I mean when you see it. Okay, uh, so do you, uh, po- uh, sort of opinion piece here. Do you train with music or without music? Because I know people have different opinions on this. Well, I prefer to train with music, but I'm used to training without it because at Henzo's, we never had music playing. And um, I don't think I'll be able to play music while I'm coaching at Evolve because it's a big school and there's a lot of like other classes going on at the same time. So I don't think I'll be playing music. So I don't think anything's going to change. But if I have the ability to, I do like training with music. I'd rather have music in the background. I think it's nice, but it's not like a big deal to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I know. We've come to a good compromise lately when the gym was open. We'd trill and train without music, but then roll in, we'd turn yeah. music on. Because, you know, be cool. Yeah, that's how I would do it. It doesn't make any sense to have music on while you're – like, if I'm coaching, if I'm teaching, you can't have music on. That's fucking distracting. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's only, I think, when you're rolling. That's when I would play music. I like yeah. uh, Cook and Soul. Cook and Soul and Trappin' in Japan. These are like my two favorite things to listen to when I'm rolling. Uh, they're on YouTube if anyone wants to listen to that. Yeah. Well, I made a new, I made a playlist there. It's just called Jack Slack. There's this guy. I don't know if you've seen the Filthy Casual guy to like Marcelo Garcia. I, I know who he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Jack Slack. His videos have great soundtracks. And I just fucking, I got Shazam my phone. I turned it up to the TV every time a new song came on. I, I'm making a playlist of every single one of these songs and a few of my own things. Oh, it's, Nice. It's mostly it's mostly Wu Tang Clan though now to be fair, but to be fair, that's great shit to train to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wu Tang Clan is great, classic. Nah, uh, so Rob, we've reached the final question. If you're ready for the final question, Ooh. go for it. Because man, you've already answered most of these questions before in your last appearance. I don't want uh, people mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, what the fuck? I thought this was a new podcast." You know what I mean, man? What would yeah, you say? Yeah. yeah, what would you say is your jujitsu spirit animal if you have one? Hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I would pick, you know, like those, you know, like those turtles with like the sharp beaks. Oh, the, snap, snapping the, the snapping, snapping turtles. turtles. I would, I would say a snapping turtle. Probably that's probably the animal that most embodies. I think my jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because defend, 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 attack. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I'm big on. Um, I like counter offense. I'm big on that, and that's like that's what a snapping turtle does, right? They hide in the shell, they come out, and they get you with the sharp beak off the top of my head. There's maybe an animal that more. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe an animal that's a better fit, but that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe it's one of those fucking uh, cyborg animals from the science fiction movies, like a buzz. It's like what that uh, fucking dinosaur that's like really long has the spikes in his back, but the spikes are a giant buzz saw. I don't know what movie is. What movie is that? Uh, I'll try. I'll try to remember. I'll see if I can fucking find it. But I remember the distinct thing. There was a dinosaur. It was one of those really long things with the spikes, but the spikes were a fucking rotating buzzsaw, and it would <laughs> slice the fuck out of people. So, guys. Well, if sci-fi. If sci-fi animals are an option, then I don't know. It's a whole new. That's a whole new category. But if we're just talking like actual real animals, 
I pick snapping turtle. But sci-fi animals, I don't know. That's too that's too many options then. <laughs> so maybe a sarlacc. The sarlacc would be my spirit animal. <laughs> big sci-fi creatures. But you you swallow beloved characters when they don't get their due. I, something like that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Of course, Rob's instructionals, all of his uh, the recent one with the leg locks and shit. And you know, mm-hmm. wait, did did you have a, a code there on your story that you want to plug? Real oh quick? yeah. Well, I'm not sure when this po- podcast will, will be aired, but right now, as of the recording of it, I have a new sale. It's called Singapore Sale. One word. You get 55% off. Biggest sale I've ever done, I think. <laughs> I'm not 100 sure, but I do think it's the biggest I've ever done. Uh, and, um, yeah, you get a lot, big, big discount on all instructionals, uh, any of them. So you can use it. You can use it as many times as you want, but there are only 55 available in total. And eight, as of this, uh, as of this recording – the last time I checked, eight have been used. Maybe a little bit more now, but eight were used for the, of this recording. And um, so I don't know when it will be aired. It might be used up by then, so don't, don't yeah. get mad at me on Instagram. Should, should, should be tomorrow, guys. I've, okay, I've, okay. Whatever you say about me, but I have a, a good turnaround usually. But, yeah. but, you know, should be less than 24 hours. So hopefully all the mm-hmm. codes aren't gone by then. And if they are, that's a testament to how much people want his fucking stuff. So you should, you should, if you care, you should know beforehand. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Thanks. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think probably half of them, a little over half of them, if I'm guessing, like based on past trends, I would guess that probably like 30 of them will have been used by then. So there probably will be some left, I think, if people are interested. But I could be wrong, guys. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> you know, okay. I don't control it. You guys do. Yeah. But anyway, guys, that'll all be in the description. You know, it'll there'll be links to it. I'll have the code in the description as well in case you're just reading the show notes at first. Like, oh shit, there's a code and it's fucking really good yeah. one. So Grant, that makes sense. Ins- yeah. yeah, his Instagram, of course, will be included as well. You know, if you have any Instagrams you want to plug real quick, Rob, you know, your boils are in It's all good. Uh, like other people, other people you should go follow. Yeah, just a quick, quick aside. Uh- Sure, there's a lot. I mean, but one, I'll, I'll mention uh, two good training partners of mine you might want to go follow. These are two guys who I got a lot of good training with recently. One is Brian. Uh, his Instagram handle is, well, that's my breakfast. <laughs> one of them is Brian L. Okay. The other one is Joey Gambardella. These are two guys who I got a ton of training with. Another one would be Carl Macero. Carl Macero is an OG Henzo black belt that I got like super useful um, training with. I was training at his academy while I was uh, still in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, you were just standing there like this, and like, he's so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like he, I'm not sure. Like he puts it slightly out of my reach, so like I have to like extend my arm outside the door, but I'm not supposed to go outside the door, so I don't. I'm just uh, gonna wait for the guy to walk away. Uh, yeah, whatever. Wait, okay. for the, wait for the guy to walk away and then grab it. So uh, yeah, pe- people are crazy. Okay, so guys, <laughs> I'll have all the, I'll have those uh, Instagram accounts in the description as well. So mm-hmm. thanks, for, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. And Rob, do you have anything to say before we shoot off? Because I don't want to keep it for much longer. I no, no. I, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I always enjoy it. You're a funny guy. Uh, so <laughs> I, I hope hey. you enjoyed. Yeah. What do you mean I'm funny? Eh? What do you mean I'm funny? Well, you, you got to touch up on the good, good fellas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'm funny? Eh? <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. That was such a good episode, in my opinion. I absolutely have all the time in the world for the great Robert Deagle. So, guys, speaking of his sexiness, he will, of course, be linked in the description at Robert Deagle BJJ. 
and his instructionals on Robert Eagle BGA Online will all be there, all linked. Check it out, man. And of course, the aforementioned code. And guys, if you want to check me out, it's at Humans Jitsu, at Humans Jitsu Podcast, at Shawnee Jitsu, and at Con Gracie. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.